0: Thank you so much for joining us, friends. This is Kristen Hall, your host of 12-Minute Health Fits. Today, I have, once again, our guest speaker, Kimlin Powers on. She is joining us to talk today about pregnancy, hormones, and even fertility a little bit to kind of discuss what things you can do with nutrition to make your pregnancy incredibly healthy. Maybe you're in that stage where you just want to start planning a family or you know you're already in that stage you can still make your next pregnancy even healthier than the last one and so she's going to give us some tips on what that looks like and some tangible things. Kimlin, I know we had you on the show a couple weeks ago but just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your background in nutrition.
1: Sure yeah thanks Kristen thanks for having me back. So I am a nutritional therapy practitioner. So what that means is that I look at the function of the body and how nutrition or food interacts with your body. So we look at things like digestion, blood sugar management. We look at how food interacts with the body so that we can make a bio-individualized plan that will help your body function optimally. So it sounds, it, it is, Simple, but it is something that requires dedication and work, and really helps me prioritize and bio-individualize or um, specialize my protocols for my clients.
0: Honestly, that is so much of what I push for people: is that everyone is so different. Not one thing is going to work for everyone, and we need to move away from that feeling that you know you take this pill and you're better and that's going to be the same for everybody else. That's Mm -hmm. not where we should be. We need to look at the individual person. So when you have a new person come in to to meet with you or to talk with you via Zoom or whatever, and they are looking at maybe starting a family or getting pregnant, and maybe they're having struggles with that, have you helped women with some fertility issues or fertility struggles?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. This is, this is, the heart of what I love, my passion, mainly because it's a lot of my personal story. But, you know, your body, your fertility, your menstrual cycle, the health of your fertility is a sign of your overall health. So, your body is not going to prioritize fertility if you've got other things that are in balance inflammation, blood sugar imbalances, digestive issues. So, being fertile is a sign of overall well-being, And, and so when I work with people on this, it, it not only does it benefit their fertility, it benefits their overall health, because then we get to improve on these other systems that, you know, auto-correct themselves and then fertility just kind of happens. It's, it's a really fun way to work with people because they get to see all kinds of benefits, not just the benefit of getting pregnant.
0: So, and also if they're working with you and they're working on their health, to get pregnant, making that pregnancy the healthiest one possible so that that little new life starts out the healthiest that it possibly can as well. So you have a little bit of a fertility story yourself. Can you share a little bit, maybe a snippet of that so that we can kind of get some background on that? Sure. Yes. I was
1: raised with a health conscious mother. She's very health aware, food aware. But I also grew up in the, in the 80s where it was the low fat food takeoff. And it was like everything was low fat and, you know, a lot of carbs. And I thought I was super healthy and I was an athlete. And I just thought, you know, I always had regular cycles, regular periods. I'm going to have no problem getting pregnant. And so I got married in my late, 20, yeah, late 20s and I thought, well, yeah, I don't want to wait too long to get pregnant because I'd like to have children soon. And it wasn't happening. And I was like, just stumped because I was just convinced I was super healthy. You know how things just happen and you can't explain how you found somebody or you can't explain how a practitioner came into your life. But one day I came across a chiropractor who said, um, oh, that's what it was. Yeah, she had an ad in the newspaper about um, doing like a New Year's um, diet, like not a diet, but a New Year's cleanse. And I was like, oh, this sounds interesting. Maybe I should think about doing a cleanse. Maybe that will help my hormones, help me get pregnant. That was an introduction into my hormone health. She started educating me on the effects of diet and hormones, particularly the effects of fats in our hormones. So I was blown away because in my mind, fat was bad. That had to be trimmed off the meat you couldn't eat the skin on the chicken. Butter was a huge no, no. And I just was like, Oh my goodness. Like, so I had to wrap my mind around this new paradigm. However, when I started to eat fat, the change in me physically, but also mentally was unexplainable. I was calmer. I had I'd stopped having painful cycles Uh, My face acne cleared up. It was like my body was screaming, thank you for giving me fat. And so with that physical um, experience and that huge, in a short amount of time, change to just one food item, I didn't go and change my whole pantry. I didn't go nuts about everything. I just started adding in healthier fats. It was like my open door down this rabbit hole that just started this amazing journey. And um, I did not get pregnant right away. There was a lot of work that still had to come into play. Um, I, I had to cleanse my body. I had to decrease inflammation. I had to improve my digestion. And I had to reduce stress. Stress was also a huge part of it. I was working as a nurse in a very stressful job. And I liked working as a nurse. But this particular job at the time that I was trying to get pregnant was very stressful. Reducing that, changing jobs, I would have to say was 50% of me um, improving my pregnancy odds. It took uh, almost two years before I got pregnant. But what happened was I didn't, I didn't know I was pregnant. Like I didn't believe my body, like I didn't believe that I was pregnant because I felt so good. I had been feeling so well and I and I missed a cycle, but I was like, oh, I'm just a few days late. And I took like 10 pregnancy tests. And I was like, <laughs> I am not pregnant. I feel amazing. <laughs> like I didn't have any nausea, there was nothing that would indicate until I started having a bump. I couldn't tell you that I felt pregnant until I felt movement. So I just had this amazing and you know that my rabbit hole journey with information just continued to go after that personal experience and then I found a whole new world of foods for preconception and you know optimizing fertility with nutrition and that was the beginning my personal experience was was the beginning of this career that I'm in now
0: oh my goodness that's a great story I love it and how many kids do you have now I forgot two correct so I have two,
1: two. yeah okay yeah I yeah, I got pregnant with the second one right away. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> oh, I, I don't want five in a row here. So okay, let's, let's uh, figure out how to do the opposite yeah, now. <laughs> let's, now we know I can get pregnant. So it was, it was yeah, it was two was enough. And I had my first one at 32. And then the next one I had right before I turned 34. Oh, so wow. I had them pretty close together. Yeah, And was, truly, that's not ideal to have your kids that close together. There's a lot of nutritional needs that have to be replenished post-pregnancy. And especially if you're a nursing or a breastfeeding mom, you actually have a, a higher nutritional need during that time. And so it's, it's optimal from what I understand and from what I've researched and from personal experience to give yourself almost at least two years, I would say closer to three years between pregnancies.
0: Wow, that's a great story. I just love it. And um, I love that, you know, you kind of talked about your journey and everything. So we talked about healthy fats last week, we talked about, you know, how that was kind of pivotal in adding that into your diet. What is another food that you would say that you were cutting out that maybe you thought was was harmful or was bad, but you realized really wasn't, it really was helpful? Was it? um You know, I don't know, was it maybe more fruits or vegetables or, you know, obviously no one really thinks vegetables are bad, but what was something that you're going, okay, yep, this is okay for me to eat?
1: (laughs) Honestly, I'll tell you the number, the second most food I would say outside of fat that I really enjoyed was raw milk. Oh, I, 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 I grew up with skim milk and, um, and I didn't, I did not know that you could drink milk raw. I didn't know that was a realistic thing until I started, you know, reading more about kind of these ancestral foods and these, um, powerful nutrients and milk is kind of like the perfect food where it has protein and fat and the enzymes in them to help you digest the lactose. And it was like, well, that makes complete sense. No wonder people can't digest milk. They don't have these enzymes. And so I just found that in my life, it was really easy to use raw milk to make a little smoothie with or even just a drink by itself. It was very satisfying, very filling. You know, like we touched on last in our last um interview, our last conversation, fats are very satiating and satisfying, and they also play a role in balancing your blood sugar. Just eating more foods that had fat in them, I started eating more eggs, pastured eggs, not eggs from the store that had been washed and had never from chickens who'd never seen sunlight. I realized it was very important to prioritize specific nutrients, so i I started connecting with farmers and finding raw milk and finding grass fed chickens with their eggs with this super orange yolk and It was like those foods they seriously calmed my brain they fed my my nervous system they fed my hormones, and all of that together fats in these in these man in these natural foods was what was so amazing so I would say raw milk in itself was, was probably my, you know, falling back in love with food, food.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And not being afraid of it is, is that's, I went through that phase too, where I was like, hush, I'm going to get really fat if I drink this. And, and (laughs) I had to go through that. Okay, this. Obviously, too much of it is gonna, you know. Sure. You obviously want to be reasonable with your portions and stuff, but still, just realizing that that is nourishing your body and your body needs that in order to live and be healthy and thrive. Instead of just, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of in this place of, I felt like I was in this place of just, oh, you know, whatever it is, it's okay. If I have brain fog, if I'm tired, those things are okay. When really we can live Mm. above that line and we need to realize that it is okay to live above that line. So we should really strive for it. So yeah, that was great. Um, What else would you like to add? And then I have one more question after that.
1: Okay. Well, I really kind of wanted to touch on, just because this was part of my journey, the ancestral or, you know, tribal foods that are, that people used to eat and source during pregnancy, because what I learned was food isn't just food, but like going back to the source of it, the type of food is very important. And so I want to say, you know, kind of touch on the work of Dr. Weston A. Price. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but um, he, his book, Physical Nutrition and Physical Degeneration was kind of the book that turned me on to um, the concept of um, ancestral foods and prioritizing foods for certain well-being and certain function. And what Dr. Price found, he was a dentist actually who practiced out of Ohio in the early 1900s, and what he found was his patients, his clients were all just coming in with crazy tooth decay, just... Horrible tooth decay in children. And I think what stirred part of his passion was he lost a son himself. And he decided at that point that he was going to, he wanted to travel. He wanted to kind of do this experiment and go and visit tribes across the globe and different parts of the world and kind of look at their teeth and see what they were doing. I don't know really kind of what stirred his, this idea, but he visited, I think it was 12 or 13 different travel or people groups across the globe, globe um, Africa, uh, Alaska, um, mountainous groups that had never really been introduced to modern foods. And modern foods being um, sugar, refined sugar, grains, those foods had never come into these tribes, into these people groups. And what he found was they had perfect teeth, slimy, you know, kind of dirty teeth, but not decayed rotten teeth and they had nice wide jaw bones and I was like this is fascinating and then what he connected to that was their heads were round and their 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 teeth had enough room to grow and their ear you know their eyes had enough room to be spaced apart which meant that their brain had enough room for development and he was like there's an obvious physical difference between the kids in America and the kids in these countries their resiliency to life and to disease is was exponentially better, and the one difference was the food. Because, as he saw over time, I don't I don't know how to say this, but I'm not gonna, I'm not demonizing um, <laughs> or bad mouthing missionaries, but missionaries would bring in uh, these foods of modern commerce, these sugars, these flowers, these things that they thought would help them be more efficient, so they wouldn't have to work so hard for them those foods ended up by the next generation of kids causing huge teeth decay issues. He could see this with the parents here with the grandparents and here were the offspring of these people. And they had a huge difference in teeth decay, teeth issues, physical body build. They were just weaker overall. And so he studied these groups long enough to see the effects of a native diet compared to a modern one. And it was a fascinating kind of unofficial study of food and How it affects the human body. I forget where I was going with all of this, but basically, my journey that that's kind of like what I always come back to is: Are we meant to be eating these foods? What foods is the human body meant for? Mm -hmm. And so, at the same time, we live in a modern world where you really can't get away from uh, white flour, processed foods. You know, they're there. Mm -hmm. We have to deal with them. So it's a part of our life. How can we optimize and deal with that the best way we can and just improve the function of our overall body so that we can produce healthier offspring and those offspring can produce those offspring? Because let me just give you a funny note. The egg that you were fertilized with was in your grandmother. So the egg that you grew out of was in your, not only in your mother, but in your grandmother. Isn't
0: that crazy? So yeah. gener-
1: generations you're affecting your, your food choices affect generations down the line.
0: Isn't that crazy?
1: That's powerful. That's powerful to me. Mm -hmm. If you can impact the health of your, your long-term, your great-grandchildren just by the foods you eat right now, Mm -hmm. like why wouldn't you invest and do that? Yeah. You Mm -hmm. could change the health outcome of your offspring. That is mind-blowing to me.
0: Yeah. I love that. Exactly. I've heard that before too. And I just... It it makes me think of like let's put down the McDonald's and let's pick up the Whole Foods like it just yes. yeah so wow yeah. that was a great that was a great addition to well, that so
1: if you want to look more into that it's really now the current the modern way of looking at this is called epigenetics yep. you know Dr Price did this in the 1900s kind of unofficially out of his own curiosity and what he was doing was the study of epigenetics which is what they're doing now which the whole premise of that is you are not what you're, you can change the outcome of your DNA, yep. what you do, what you eat, how you act, how you exercise your stress level. Those can turn on or off certain genetic, certain DNA switches. And you're not, therefore not just stuck with, oh, it's just my genetics. I can't do anything about it. That's no longer an option. It's no longer an excuse. Yep. You have the power to change the outcome of your physical health and that of your offspring right now. Exactly. So if you want to look into more into that, yeah, if you want to look more into that, just, you know, research epigenetics and and that whole field, because it is a huge rabbit hole.
0: (laughs) Yes. Oh, my goodness. You're preaching to the choir here. I, yep. And I do (laughs) a lot of, um, I learn a lot of, or listen to a lot of Carolyn Leaf stuff, and she does the, you know, the brain stuff and she says if you are saying to yourself that you know well my mom had depression so i'm gonna have depression you're just telling your body to be depressed you're telling your brain that mm-hmm. it's okay to be depressed because this is expected you can turn that off and you you know that it starts in your mind you've got to just change your yep. thinking and your thought patterns before and then your food and all that after that as well and mm-hmm. like you said if you do those little changes you're going to eventually affect you know for the better your grandchildren your great-grandchildren down the line so yeah yeah okay yeah. one last question what do you what last um time we chatted you said that one health you know routine that you make sure that you keep sacred for yourself every day is to honor your sleep so now i want to know when you were pregnant What is one thing that you did that you think was just pivotal and really necessary during your pregnancies that maybe you did every day?
1: Um, Definitely supplementing with fish oil. My supplements were key to allowing, to filling in the gaps in my food. Because our food is not what it should be, you can actually eat, you know, buy organic and do certain things, but the soil that our food is grown on is nutritionally depleted. So you do, you have to supplement to optimize your nutrition stores. So I would say not only during my pregnancy, but the key time before you get pregnant is actually improving your nutrient stores because before you even sometimes know that you're pregnant, you've already got development of organs, the spinal nerves, the brain is developing. You know what I mean? So before and during pregnancy, I would say supplementing with powerful nutrients, one of which fish oil. Is probably the most important. Is um, is the number one tip I would give you for that. There's other supplements that are that rank pretty close to that, but taking fish oil or a high quality fish oil is very, very important to nervous system development, brain development, heart development, and stuff like that when you're pregnant and growing a baby.
0: And so good for that baby's brain development. If somebody wanted to get a hold of you to do a wellness consult or you know a personal. Um, coaching call, how would they do that?
1: Sure, it's very simple. Go to my website, VibrantGoddessNutrition.com right there on the front page before you even have to scroll down is a link to click on to sign up for a free 20 minute consult and that will help you pick a time and a date that works for you and for me and we can chat about my services in your health goals, whether my services are right for your health goals and whether I can help you with that but that is probably the best way to get started.
0: Friends, thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope you found value in this episode. I want to encourage you as much as you can to get rid of some of those processed foods if you still have them in your diet, and replace them with healthy, full fat foods, such as your grass fed butter, and your raw milk and you know, some nuts that are soaked and all of those things. If you have any questions about those, please let me know. If you would like to become a member of our wellness team, I would love to add you. We have an amazing wellness support team. And honestly, the knowledge of all of these people working together to support everyone is just so fascinating. And it was life-changing for me. If you think that you need more of an individualized, Uh, Program or some more individualized information. You can be a part of our wellness team, but you can also talk to Kimlyn Powers. And um, go visit her website because not everything is for everybody. Maybe raw milk for you is an inflammatory food, but it might be great for your kids. So you need to kind of figure out what is for you. And sometimes it's helpful to have somebody look at some testing and look at some hormone panels and just kind of see where you're at just to help you so that you can have the best possible health that you deserve so that you can live above that wellness line again thanks so much for tuning in praying for great health for you my friends may you be well and be blessed